Welcome to episode 367 of Retro Encounter, RPG Fan's weekly podcast of many topics. I'm Mike Salvato, which, as we've heard in other podcasts, is not the Mike that you're used to. Um, I'm really just stealing Salosi's intro, because when he does re- Rhythm Encounter, he says something like that. So, yes, uh, Salosi's not here for this one, but I am here, and today we are going to do some co-op farming. Yay! So, yeah. So I think it'll be a fun Yeehaw. one. No, 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 we're not being, we're not being cowboys. Although, actually, sometimes. What if, what if I'm interested in livestock? Okay, yeah. Never mind. Go ahead. Do your yeehaw. Yeehaw! Um, now that we've heard <laughs> from a couple of them, uh, with me today on our farming panel uh, is Hillary. Hi. And Greg. Hello. And Sir. Dom. Hello. So a bunch of us wanted to do farming. We, we had as many as six people who almost came in on this one but that would have been way too much so i'm glad that we have the four of us here i think it'll be fun we've all too played many farmers in the field we've all played a different selection mm-hmm. yes uh a different lineup of farming games so i think it should be a good conversation uh yeah, greg actually is the one who yeah uh, greg's actually the one who suggested the like general structure for this i think it was a great idea so uh we're basically going to go through three phases uh this episode here three seasons maybe oh maybe we should maybe we should have had a fourth um but we're going to talk about what planted the seed of our love for farming games um how it grew which is basically like what we came to like and like some of our favorites and what we're playing now possibly um and then what do we want next um I should have had you rewrite that. What do we want next? Some sort of harvest metaphor. That's what I wanted next, Greg, was a harvest metaphor in that third one. Yes. So, yeah, let's let's uh, let's start a little bit like what got us into the genre in the, to begin with. So um, let's go with Hillary first. Ooh, OK. Well, um, I'd always seen like tiny bits of gameplay of kind of some of the older Harvest Moons here and there, but never really got into it, even though I love cute things love the idea of you know growing things raising animals that all is of interest to me um but i didn't actually really get into a farming game until harvest moon save the homeland um that's the ps2 one right that's a yeah that's a choice (laughs) right yeah yep we'll get into that (laughs) but but we had fun with it um i actually had a friend who was a long long-term harvest moon player in college and she played it with me and i don't know if i should share the story now or wait yeah i mean if that's at your first game it's relevant okay and she had like our entire college floor following the saga of clazark the chicken um (laughs) she tried she tried to name her first (laughs) she tried to name her first chicken clark and somehow typo to a z which i'm still not sure how that happened. So he was Kazark and everyone on our floor adored him. But then somehow she was playing for a while, got really focused on something else. I think it was like gaining friendship with one of the townspeople because she was actually kind of behind like time wise and save the homeland has like a pretty strict time schedule. And basically like the town's going to get destroyed for a theme park if you don't finish it. So like it feels high stakes. So she got invested in that. Didn't pay enough attention to Clazark the chicken. Oh, no. Uh, Clazark got sick and died. And oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. no. <laughs> Riots in the campus. Yep. 
our, our floor made her go back and like redo a bunch of her progress so the Clazark would live. I mean, thank goodness she had an older save file. I know. Oh, poor Clazark. It was okay. He she time traveled to save his life. She, she did. So that was that was my early experience with farming games. So what? Uh, and I'm Greg. I'm guessing you have some insight here because I did mm-hmm. not play Save the Homeland. Like before we get into your games, like what what's the deal with that one? Like why why is that a choice? Well, uh, I guess. Save the Homeland, it's like one of those games in the series where it was making the jump into new technology, new yep. uh, new look. It, like, it looks great for what it was on on the PS2, so it was very exciting to get into this new 3D world of exploring Harvest Moon. Because uh, I don't think... It was before... Um, whatchamacallit on the GameCube, uh, which just got remastered. Uh, somebody oh, Rune Factory. Uh, no, not Rune no. Factory. Um, the other Harvest... It's another Harvest Moon. Uh, Wonderful Life. I think, oh, that one. Yeah. I think it came before Wonderful Life, didn't it? Uh, I don't know my timeline. There's, anyway, there's so many. Yeah. Yes, there are. And it's obviously the whole story of Seasons debacle and switch over to that and what Harvest yeah. Moon is now. Anyway, uh, so it was very exciting. And my, I remember my best friend, Pat, rented it because we were both kind of into to, to the Harvest Moon stuff. And he'd been playing it for a bit. And I came over. And I had a really great run with it because it was the first one, I think, where you actually had to like befriend your horse. Like you had to go to like a a ranch and like um, get to know the horses at the ranch. And then eventually one of them would yep. really like you and you could take it home. Yep. Uh, he was oh, very mad that. at me because inside of like two weeks in game, I had a horse and he was still playing like three months deep into the game and hadn't gotten a horse. Oh no. Um, so he coined me the harvest moon master at that point. But my big problem was, is it just felt really like they cheaped out on a lot of stuff because it was, I think more story driven. Like Hillary was saying, like you have to save the homeland as the title implies. And there's a lot of different story threads to do that, but it issued a lot of, what made Harvest Moon great in terms of um, like getting married uh, and the different seasons and such like that uh, with just some new stuff they were trying. Like there was no winter. I was so mad. I got really? to winter and it was just all rain. It was like winter in Vancouver and <laughs> that was it. And it was so disappointing. No snow expect- at all. No, it was so the weirdest weird. choice. I was so mad. And I don't know if it was just a technological limitation that maybe the particle effects overwhelmed the PS2. <laughs> they were like, what? we don't want to deal with know. this. Yeah, I have no idea. So there was that. And yeah, they got to the of... end of development and were like, uh, we forgot about snow. Slow-ish. Snow's not in the budget. <laughs> right? It's just uh, we're in a tropical place. You know, I don't know what their, their excuse was. Yeah. And like, yeah, the story, it just it felt like more simple little vignettes with the story kind of thing, which they were kind of cute, but it was you would like complete a little story beat and then be like, that was it. And then go back and kind of just start trying to complete endings was what it was about. And I remember one of them, like, I was like, Oh sweet. I got all the things. I'm going to marry the girl that I, my character likes. It's going to be great. And it was just like part of a story beat. And you like, you did the thing that you needed, but you give it to another guy so he can propose to her. And you're like, but I've been romancing this person the whole time. I thought, and then I discovered that marriage isn't a thing in the game. So there was that. So they took out that and like the character. Yeah. That's another aspect of it that a lot of people don't like. But since it was an early experience for me, like I didn't quite know what to expect. Yeah, you weren't comparing mm-hmm. it. To that's anything. it, right? So as a first time, that's not too bad to be frank, because you can only there's nowhere to go but up, really. Yeah. Yeah, but for veterans, it was it was a bit of a, a just letdown of a game. Why can't ways. I get married? Partly, I mean, that's why some people like it. You know, you what you have your whole fantasy little farming life in there, and yep. it is a relationship sim as much as it is a farming sim. And when they take that kind of core part out, and the farming was pretty simple yeah uh, like they didn't have a really broad swath of crops or anything either so it was it just yeah it just felt like a very 
rudimentary version of the game, kind of like a, a first Pokemon on any system kind of thing, where it's just very scaled back and trying new things, but other things don't work very well. And yeah, and the frame well, and that rate sort is of explains it. Three, yeah, but it oh, is wait, still no, a worthwhile that wasn't experience. The first Pokemon game. Anyway, ignore me. Nothing. <laughs> Throwing shade no at Scarlet and Violet. Okay. No um. So, what was you? Where did you actually start then, Greg? I started uh, a friend's sleepover on the Nintendo 64. So I didn't know about Harvest Moon on the Super Nintendo uh, at all. But um, I remember a friend of mine, he had rented Harvest Moon 64. Um, I can't remember if he also rented Tactics at the same time on the PlayStation. Oh my gosh. That was two separate occasions because he was responsible for my exposure to both of those games. And I can't nice. remember if they were the same occasion or two separate. But I remember he got Harvest Moon and he was enjoying it. And he's like, yeah, these games are great. And I was like, farming. What is this stupidity? Okay, I'll try it. Uh, <laughs> cut to 4 a.m. and I'm still playing. Uh, and like, you know, in, in the middle of like uh, fall or something by that point. And I was hooked. Um, and that was so that was Harvest Moon 64, which is also the same as Story of Seasons. Or sorry, no, Friends of Mineral Town. Sorry. Um, or whatever it is. Or is it Story of Seasons? No, sorry. The mincing topics or the titles. Is yeah, Friends of Mineral Town is a remake of 64? Not quite. They're they're very weird because the Friends of Mineral Town or whatever was the the PlayStation version of this basically the same game. It used all the same assets, but a completely different town layout. Oh. So I don't know which came first or why things were built differently. I didn't obviously go that deep into Wikipedia or such, but um but yeah, it was the same idea. So I remember what later on I bought my own Harvest Moon, which was uh the Friends of Mineral Town or whatever version back in the day. And was like, this is the same thing, but different, weird. Okay, cool. Um, so I, after playing a bunch of 64, I never had a 64. I was hooked on the game and yeah, went out to just try and find my own version of it and spent much time on Friends of Mineral Town uh, until I was moving and dropped it and stepped on the CD by accident because <gasps> it slipped off the top of the pile of stuff I was carrying and I didn't have time to stop before I crunched it. Yeah, so that was devastating and took a long time. Um, an ex-girlfriend did buy me a very expensive uh, version that someone was selling. Uh, but then the, then I got a – I had all of my memory card, but my memory card is a multi-page memory card from the back in the day. So yep. you switch between the pages. It would no longer switch between the pages, so mm. I couldn't get to my save file. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, yeah, so it was, it was wow. sad days. I tried everything, tried to find ways that we could. I'm like, modern technology must have a way for me to like buy a, a, some sort of something and fix it. There wasn't. So I lost all my progress. It was a sad time. But now we have the remake story of Seasons Friend in Mineral Town, uh, which is the same but different, just much more cutesy looking. And so I've been playing a lot of that now. But uh, because of that, I still haven't really actually like I've never finished a Harvest Moon Story of Seasons farming sim game because they're just big time commitments. But that definitely uh, set me back a bit. Yeah. Well, also, there's the argument of what constitutes as finishing it. Also true. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Do you finish mm-hmm. the story, or is it? Yeah. Are you making a huge farming agricultural machine that just makes you thousands of dollars? Like, do you stop at a certain amount of money? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. There's no roof. But yes, none. so that was that's what got me into it. I was a very much uh, counter farming sims. I thought it was a stupid way to spend my time, and here I am, <laughs> many years later, many games under my belt, and I love them. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, how'd you get started, Don? Well, I was 
Uh, I'm kind of a late bloomer. Um, my friend way back in, well, not way back, but like in tw- like 2017 or so, my friend was like, oh, this this cool new, well, not new at that point, but this cool, you want to play Stardew Valley with me? It's kind of cool. We could, we could do something together. And I was like, eh, whatever. Sure, it's on sale on Steam anyways. So I started and we played together. And the actual like co-op farm that we started, that was just like for three hours or so. That like we never we never like went back to revisit that farm. My friend went off to play something else after after just a couple sessions together. But me, I was like at I was first like drawn into just like fishing because I was still very much yep. into um, traditional RPGs at that point. Well, not like traditional, <laughs> but like more like action oriented RPGs. And I remember I wanted to get um, one of the weapons you get from fishing which is the Neptune's Glaive. And I never got it, but I got my fishing up to 10. And I was like, okay, <laughs> at this point, I might as well see what, what else the game has to offer. And yeah, many many Excel spreadsheets of my farm layout and then trying to min-max my, my wine production for profit later. And <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still playing the game. So yeah. Yeah, okay. I respect all that. <laughs> I've also never got that sword, and I have tried. At that at, in the wiki, at that point, I remember reading it was like like a five percent drop rate. So I was like, oh, oh, how how hard can this be? But it turned out to be pretty hard. I got all the legendary fish in the say, meantime. Yeah, that's a lot. I got all the legendary wow. fish in the meantime, but still not still not the Neptune's glaive. So wow. And at that point, you're probably so far in where it's not even really a good weapon anymore. Yeah, but it, you just want to have it, right? Mm-hmm. Well, one day, I believe you will get it. Starting from there, and then I haven't really branched out too much, but um, I do I do have a much more, I'm much more interested in the genre since then. So I started with the first Harvest Moon, although I have to admit that was a long time ago, so I don't remember a lot of the details. I recall it actually had an ending, but I don't, Again, it's been so long since I played. I don't know what if you could still play after the ending, mm-hmm. but I think that was kind of an odd thing. Like looking back now, because you we don't think of these games as having endings anymore. Mm-mm. But there's usually like a story mm. ending of like you've successfully done the the thing of you know making yes. your father grandfather's farm successful or whatever. Because like mm-hmm. some of them have that caveat of like, oh, welcome to the town, but you better have a good farm and not be useless, or we're gonna kick you out. Yeah, we're gonna give you a performance review in a couple of years. Right. Yeah, that's usually what it is. But anyways, carry. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where I started, and I liked it. And it's kind of weird that I didn't really stick with it after that. I, I'm pretty sure that I played 64, at least a little bit. I don't think I stuck with it for a very long time. And really, really none others uh, for the longest time, and I don't know why. Um, I know all about Harvest Moon because, of course... Most of the time between that and when I got back into it, I was at RPG Fan. So, you know, every four or five months when another one would come out in Japan or would be re-released, like, hey, now you can play as a girl. And now, I don't know, it's on Game Boy Color instead of Game Boy. There's so many of them. Um, So I always, I followed them and I knew about them. And I was like, I, I like seeing like, okay, here's how they're expanding it. Now there's more animals and more crops. But it wasn't actually until stardew valley that i really got back into it and even then like i had heard about it you know we we had a 
we had a review on the site. Uh, one of our former news people was like really, really excited about it. And he reviewed it when it came out on PC and loved it. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, it looks cool. But I didn't, I still didn't get into it until it came out on Switch. I don't know why that was when I decided to try. And boy, so now I have four, four or five farms, depending on how you look at it, um, because I like trying the different layouts. So I have my main one on Switch. I have one on on my computer and I have another one on my PC where I've used like the extended, like a fan mod that adds, expands the town and adds more players or adds more characters. Um, yeah, I really like Stardew. It's I one I still one haven't farms. gotten into, but yeah. I no, I'm not done yet. Okay. Um, I also, I also, I also have a farm on my phone. That was one of my later ones. Um, and of course, Hillary and I, we have a co-op farm as well. That there we, it is. Yes, I know. Like I said, there's a bunch of them. I was getting to them, and do then they, they keep it all, like um, from your phone to the Switch and or Steam or whatever. Or do you as a separate versions for each? I, I think the mobile one can import or somehow do something with the data from the P from the steam one. I haven't done it. Gotcha. Um, I think there is some kind of connection there, but I, I don't think it's like a, you know, a cloud sync where you can just pick up from where you left off kind of thing. So, yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, over the years he's released a couple more farm layouts. So I'm like, all right, I guess I gotta try another one and try this layout. I think my phone one was one of the ones I was, I definitely tried to be an overachiever on because I'm like, you know what? I want to see if I can get as much of the, I mean, I know there's people out there that are way better than me, but I don't usually play these games like that. But I was like, I wonder if I can get this much of the community center done and actually progress like a relationship enough to like, you know, get married to someone by the end of year one. And I did do it on the, on the phone one, um, which is probably not that hard of a thing to do, but. Whatever. That was one of the goals I set for myself. And that makes it fun. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyway, yeah, that's where I started. A little bit of Harvest Moon and then Stardew. And now um, a large chunk of my Steam wish list is farming games. <laughs> I mean, I've tried going back to the original Harvest Moon um, when I started getting into emulators and such. Because uh, at that point, I don't think I even had the the ps version yet so i was craving that farm life <laughs> and i was yeah. like oh, i'll try this one and i just it i think it was just too too much of a, a shift that i i just found it a bit too clunky and like there's so like the farm is huge that they give you right off the get-go so it's so much to manage as well so mm -hmm. that is a bit overwhelming and it's just a bit i think they made in 64 and um uh the ps1 version they just made the town a little tighter. Like everything was just a bit quicker to get to. There weren't so many like big loading screens and stretches in between. Uh, and like everything's more compact, but I don't know. I think it was a big issue too. I think, uh, I mean, I've since watched some playthroughs of the original and it's, it's fun in its way. It definitely, you see where it came from. It's, it's pretty impressive. So who, who wants to go next for our, our phase two here? Like, what did you go on to play? Like, what are some of your favorites? What are you playing now? Kind of thing. <laughs> Have any of you ever <laughs> stopped playing Stardew? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> a lot of this segment is probably going to be Stardew if we want to just continue on a, <laughs> with that. No I mean, that's okay. I mean, it's, you know, it's it, it really depends on who you're talking to and where you go online. Um, I'm not, 
I have definitely seen some attitudes on like on social media in some places where like some people don't like that Stardew is put up on the pedestal that it's put on, but there's a reason that is as popular as it is. Mm. And there is. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't like, I don't know where they're coming from. Cause usually those kind of comments don't have much weight behind them or like, it, yeah, it seems like you're just trying to be obtuse for the sake of being obtuse. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe it's, it's guess. It's, that, I yeah. think it's that, but also sometimes it could be people that are like, well, you know, Hara's moon is or story of seasons, whatever it is. Um, it's like, you know, they started it. Like that's, that's the important one. It's like, yeah, but I think, I think they kind of kept the formula the same for a very long time. And I think Stardew did some things different that made it more uh, inclusive yeah. amongst many other things that it did. I think, mm-hmm. I mean, like, and the more inclusive story seems to be a big thing. And the developers, like, never, it's, he's like, yes, I'm in, that's where the inspiration came from. He's not claiming to have invented the genre, but I think no. he did something. He has refined it. He's refined it in a way that they weren't really doing in a lot of the main games, right, which would. I think has happened since because you, you see the games now mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they stopped doing things where there's like a boy version and a girl version and they've made it. They've made it so you can play more the way you would want, whoever you are. So I know that's not the only thing Stardew did differently, but I think for me, that was always something that right. stood out to me. You'd never say that Stardew is a Harvest Moon clone. No. No, not at all. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, but you can see the roots. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I mean, let me, because uh, I think you all have more experience, or you all actually have experience with Stardew, whereas I don't. So let me. I'll kind of go with where I've kind of gone since uh, I haven't gone down that road and I've played a bunch of other stuff both on my own and thanks to exposure through RPG fan through reviews and such. I, um, I mean, yeah, Harvest Moon was my thing. And like I said, I got into um, the friends of mineral town version on my PlayStation and spent many hours on that. Um, One of the biggest travesties was dropping, 30k i think on building uh in-game money not real life sorry in uh, in farm bucks we'll say um spending thirty thousand farm bucks on buying a um a uh greenhouse was one of the biggest things you can kind of achieve in that game because then it lets you grow summer crops all year round Mm -hmm. and like pineapples are one of like the hot commodities in like harvest moon 64 and um and then friends of mineral town, but you really only get one, maybe two harvests if you're lucky because of how long they take to grow. So it's like not a huge return on your investment, but it's great. So having the greenhouse, you just get to grow those all year round and you start making bank. But mm-hmm. then a hurricane hit like one of those days where I don't know if they have them in Stardew, but they have them in harvest moon all the, all the time or not all the time, but every once in a while where you have to stay in, you just lose the day. Just you just constant hurricanes. <laughs> well, it's just like, it just says like, there's a really bad storm. You can't leave your house. So you just lose a whole day of farming and just, and you'll come out sometimes and a few crops will be gone because the storm Oof. was so bad. Um, yeah, like one or two or three kind of thing. But this one destroyed my greenhouse. Oh, <laughs> oh my no. God. So oh, that was that's terrible. The, yeah. oh, I, wow. I was so mad. I was like, that is a thing. F.E.U. Harvest Moon. So that was a travesty. And I think that's partly where I put it down for a bit. And then, of course, when I cracked my disc, that added to the blow. Do you have to spend another 30K? fix it yeah or, yeah, yeah. I oh had no to, i would have had to buy it again and regrow the crops that were in it it was, oh, no. it was awful i was like i didn't know that was a thing yeah no and, and not I'm only guessing... is it the greenhouse but depending on what you had growing in there that's like an yeah harvest too. and i'm yeah. guessing this is like a standard like farming game too where like it auto saves overnight right so like you can't like like well i'm gonna reload my save and see if i can get that to not happen yeah it was it was back in the day where you 
I mean, you had the option to save when you went to sleep, I think, but, like, but you couldn't save anywhere like you can nowadays. Yeah. But obviously you usually save because you're like, well, why not? But uh, little did you know, um, oh, that man, was going harsh. to happen kind of thing. And it was, yeah, it was devastating. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I could have reloaded or something, or maybe I had another save file. I have no idea, but it was a pretty harsh penalty. <laughs> and maybe I was just being altruistic, like, oh, I just have to go with it. This is just, just have to deal with it. Uh, I don't remember. But anyways, uh, from there, I don't think I really shook up anything with Harvest Moon or Farming Sims until, uh, yeah, I did save the homeland and that was a big letdown, but still it was fun enough. And then I played um, Story of Seasons, or not Story of Seasons, I keep saying the wrong damn thing, A Wonderful Life on the GameCube, or they had a PS2 port, which was like essentially a better version. And I think that was one of the first ones where you could also be a girl. I want to say the A Wonderful Life, the PlayStation port. Okay. I feel like that's when Harvest Moon finally had that because they used to kind of have like a, I feel like they had it on maybe on the, maybe it was on the GBA as well. They had a version, they had like a girl version. Like they didn't have it like you could choose either or. There was the boy version and the girl version. It was like a weird Pokemon thing. Yeah. Which I think, I think after when they did it once, I'm like, okay, that's cool. They, they released it later and like you can play this way too. But when they yeah. kept doing it, like every game was like, oh, by the way, we just thought of this. And it's like, okay, we know what you're doing. You're just milking it now. Yeah, right? So mm. it's, mm. yeah, it was just kind of its thing. But um, A Wonderful Life was cool. It just suffered from huge frame rate drops because that was probably one of the biggest harvest moons in a long time. Like there was a lot going on in that place. The farm was huge. You had, I think, I think there was different areas you could choose too. I want to say. I can't remember. Um, you had a couple different farm types you could choose or something. And oh, nice. yeah, just lots of great options with the dating. The, the town was cool. But yeah, it definitely it was pushing both the GameCube and the PlayStation to a lot uh, but it was fun and it was probably one of the biggest ones that i enjoyed i just never got around to buying it but i had rented it and played tons of time with it and then uh, i tried out rune factory for the first time on the ds and i was like you can fight now and you can like tame your mount your animals that's super cool that's such a nice change to the formula and i loved it i thought that was uh yeah revelatory for the for the the genre I, like they had that you could go do the farming relationship same sim thing and just keep it but this had mm. cool rpg combat and uh, more you know grinding and uh, equipment generation and you could craft weapons and like it was a really cool new way to shake up the monotony of wake up water crops harvest crops talk to mm -hmm. your date of choice and then go home to bed or whatever and maybe trigger some events if you're lucky no i was just going to agree with you that was kind of eye-opening and i think maybe Part of the reason I was interested to try Stardew is because I heard that Stardew also had, you know, the mines yeah. and some combat. Mm -hmm. and that's probably why I wanted to like, yeah, talk about, yeah, the Rune Factory transition into, yeah, them bringing that more to a traditional Harvest Moon kind of like. I appreciate that balance, though. Yeah. It makes it. And it the mining it, and stuff, too. Mm -hmm. it, 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 something like Rune Factory, I don't know, it just makes the world feel a little bit more dynamic when you can choose to either like. Spend your time farming, exploring, fighting. Right. Now, do you find Harvest Moon, or not Harvest Moon, Stardew Valley, um, A, I think popularity grew because Harvest Moon was taking a bit of a nosedive. I mean, I missed that that jump where Story of Seasons was Harvest Moon for a little bit until, of course, enough scuttlebutt and conversation came up between the community on RPG Fan with the other people who are a bit more in the know than I am. And like, oh, right, Marvelous. They're the ones who are really doing the great job of quote-unquote harvest moon thing and now story of seasons um and whereas like i think i try or there's yeah that lighthouse of hope or whatever and then from there on out like harvest moon has just kind of looked subpar and samey and like mobile friendly whereas 
yeah story of seasons was doing better things and i enjoyed that a lot too i have the first one on the ds and it's pretty great um more of the same harvest moon sort of stuff but just expanded but i i wonder if like the decline of harvest moon and i would also maybe say the popularity of minecraft and the whole crafting and building and stuff do you feel that played a part in maybe stardew's success as well um incorporating also like the rune factory elements i don't know i mean you mentioned harvest moon but like even at the time rune factory was dormant i mean rune factory was far as anyone knew was just dead until they yeah, because that happened after frontier right uh after we were frontiers when stardew came out yeah and like because the development you know the developer the company like disbanded or went bankrupt or whatever right i think that was never such a shame yeah i mean you know now now we have like you know remakes of three and four yeah. and we we got five but for the, yeah. for a long time we just it just was assumed that the series was over so yeah i mean that might be part of it the vacuum you know, not just the vacuum, like, but I think that there was something there that like no one else, m- most developers weren't doing, you know, I'm not saying there were no farming Sims in during that time because there were still some, there was some stuff. Yeah. Happening, but it but, definitely, yeah, still the, the, I think it's also a happy marriage of like Western and anime sensibilities. Like, whereas you can clearly see the, the Japanese influence in Harvest Moon over the years and especially Rune Factor was anime AF. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, crawling up to a whale island <laughs> and to, <laughs> to save your anime waifu. But it's, um, yeah, I wonder if also, yeah, the Western influence possibly helped. I, I don't know where the game is more popular. Like, does it have a big following in Japan or is it mostly Western audiences with Stardew? Its influence is pretty wide. I mean, here in Korea, um, even oh, yeah. like the people talk about the farming, like people, people talk about Steam games. I mean, people don't really play PC games here that often, let alone like Steam games, because they all just go to PC cafes to play multiplayer stuff. But people talk a lot about Animal Crossing on the Switch, and for Steam, they do talk about Stardew Valley a lot. So I think I think its influence is pretty. I widespread. know it's been translated into many languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, maybe not, maybe not as popular as it is in in the West, but it's 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 what like everyone knows it here as well. So. Oh, that says something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And sorry, I didn't part want to of put its you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. No, no, it's okay. Part of its popularity is probably just because it's like, it's it even like just like straight up 1.0 on release. It was just a super tightly written game. Mm-hmm. You know? And it was very, it was super tightly written. And at the same time, it just, it was, I was, I was honestly surprised as well when not when playing at like how in depth you could go. With the with the game, like you could you could just coast by, and just feel like you know very like just do never engage in combat, just like very lightly engage in mining, and you could still get by fine. You could just ignore fishing altogether as well if you really wanted to. But if you wanted to dig into those individual, you know, subsystems and like the you know, like they have like the stats for the combat and fishing. If you wanted to dig into each one of those, I was surprised at like how 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 in-depth those systems as well were which is i feel was another big appeal because mm-hmm. you could if you just wanted to do combat yeah you might die in the mines a lot but that was still an avenue for you and there were a lot of very funny high level strategies for going very deep into the mines mm-hmm. so such as like you know getting hopped up in coffee and <laughs> having having a whole stack of salad in your inventory and then just bombing everything like a madman yep 
And then crab cakes. Yeah. That's, that's, and then, okay, and then, that's and then it's like, oh, you don't worry about like getting out of the mines. You just faint. And you just take the you just take the loss on money, but you keep your resources. So I was like, you know, like but like like those kind of I feel the more a game can allow you to just like have those kind of like really wacky but still very like efficient strategies, I feel it is a testament to like how mm-hmm. flexibly it's like designed overall. Nice. And the different yeah. players it can accommodate as well. Yeah, it accommodates so many different and I think that's part of why it does well with multiplayer too because it Mm -hmm. does accommodate like those different play styles like i know when when mike and i played together uh (laughs) there's a little bit of a difference i wander around i i mess with the townspeople i search in trash cans for food i mean that's important it is but people call you (laughs) but you're but you're the one making progress you're like okay this is what we need to do for our farm and i'm like we i'm gonna make a cake that's see the pro see (laughs) Sometimes I, I wish that wasn't the case because my problem was by the time you and I started doing that, I had been playing the game and had like a, you know, high level farms. Like that was just, I graduated, well, for better or for worse. Like that's how I ended up playing. I'm like, yes, I'm, I got to be efficient now. It's like, I've got to make, you know, check out the layout of this and make, put these things over here and fill up the greenhouse with the right kind of fruit and do all the stuffs. And like, I'm not trying exactly to translate that to a co-op farm. No, um, it ended up being a really cool blend, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, you and I learned I learned a lot about how to play the game because I have a solo farm too, so I learned a lot about how to play the game from that experience. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty cool because yeah. like they haven't really like Story of Seasons. The first one tried to do a little bit of like a multiplayer aspect in terms of they had crop tours, uh, is what they oh. called it. Um, I remember my cousin he got it on, in Ontario and we did it a couple times, but really it's it's pretty much. Uh, like the Animal Crossing, like Dream Village visits, like you oh. just, they just kind of come and visit your farm and kind of look around, but you don't get to farm together or do anything. They just kind of get to come and see what you did because in Story of Seasons you were able to customize your farm for the first time, which you couldn't really do in the other ones. So you could kind of re- adjust the layout of where things went, which was pretty cool um, and probably what started setting them that apart from Harvest Moon. And uh, so I think that was really the only appeal. You'd come and see, like, what has so-and-so done? You know, like in Animal Crossing, what did they do with their town? What have they done with their farm? And that was... Which villagers do they have? Oh, wait. Well, exactly. So whereas (laughs) with Stardew, being able to, like, actually farm together is, like, fantastic. And what I always wanted from Harvest Moon. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of the appeals of, of Stardew for me, except I have the guilt of... I have so many Harvest Moon farms that I have yet to finish. I don't want to get mm. lost in this new experience that I know will consume my life as it has most of my friends. <laughs> yeah. Now you should just play this one. Um, <laughs> Join us. I mean, th- but th- that's that's interesting, though, because like because I haven't stuck with Harvest Moon story seasons. You know, I didn't know if they ever got into co-op and stuff. And I think that's another thing that helps Stardew's like lasting impression yeah. and why it's so popular. It's like that you have, you have this one person. I mean, I know some other people are involved, but generally, generally mm-hmm. Stardew is made by one person. Mm-hmm. And like, it, yeah, the that's... fact that he did this and built this game. That's so like, like Dom said, like felt complete early on. And then he just adds to it. He's like, Oh yes. Well now there's multiplayer and it's multiplayer on different platforms, the clothes, not cross platform, but, um, the clothes clothes yes yes you can make clothes there's a sewing machine but nice. like yeah the they actually that, have that in story season now too finally yeah but like oh, that yeah. he built this co-op thing and then did it's this nuts. big expansion a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and you know 
for a while Chucklefish was publishing and now he self publishes. So like, it's all just his own thing now. And I'm like, and, and the game is, what is it? 20, it's here 20 or $25. So it's like, it's not even close to a full price game and never has been. Mm -hmm. And then when you get it, when it's on sale on steam, you can get it for probably less than 10. So it's like, it's, you get so much. It's one of those things where like, I've gotten so much out of it now. I felt the same way with, uh, with to the moon because I got to the moon so many years ago on sale for like $2. And later on, I'm like, that was too good of an experience for $2. I wish I had paid full price when he added the, the Mm -hmm. expansion with the new Island and all these other things you can do. I'm like, you know, as comment sections on the internet can be, even when that came out, I saw people like posting, it's like, Hey, can we like, is there any way we can like pay you for an expansion or a sequel or something? It's like, you give us, he does so much. Mm -hmm. And like, you know, and you don't well, he doesn't charge so for anything of his life too yeah so i mean the, the, the history of it came out not too like it, i don't know if there's a biography or it's part of like one of those gaming tome biographies but just how like it's one of those like um momentous game indie games like minecraft mm-hmm. and undertale and yep and then mm-hmm. of course stardew that it just exploded in popularity mm-hmm. in yep. a way probably that developer never could have imagined and has now probably since done well from them but again also at what cost in the forefront like his mental health suffered his physical health suffered his relationships suffered didn't they leading up to its completion but now i guess you know the rear mirror was it worth it apparently because he keeps wanting to make stuff so that's fantastic but every once in a while, when I'm in the eShop on my Switch, I'm like, oh, let's see what the top games are. And Stardew is still there. Yeah. I mean, sometimes it's still number one. It's still number one. Um, still also mm-hmm. very prevalent. Plenty of things that are charts. coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like one of the, yeah, Stardew's longevity as well is just how transparent um, he is about like everything that's happening. He's like, oh, mm-hmm. we're, oh, this isn't working out as intended. We are expecting, we're, we're probably going to have to delay this. And he, I remember also like a, what was it? It was like one of the, what was it like a multiplayer thing for the Switch or something that was rolling out later than intended? And yeah, he was like, that he was like I right. claim like the development team has nothing to do with this. He's like, I, I, have, I claim full responsibility. I have, I was like, I didn't, I didn't plan this out well. And like, it's, it's like that kind of thing. I feel that also really adds to the image of, wow, this is like a game I can get behind. I can continue to support the developers like super into it and he's he he you know he he understands the game he understands what we want he understands that transparency is important and yeah i feel like that's and he seems to want to do it yeah and that's like one of the reasons for its longevity as well i feel oh yeah i mean the the last big patch just came out on mobile like not too long ago and uh and it had some bugs because it's a major thing, mm-hmm. and I'm sure it's trickier to do on that platform versus others. So, I mean, there was a new. I I always check my app store for updates, and like there was a new patch almost every day for like at least a week. Um, so he was like just actively like working on that and supporting that. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I I'm just really impressed by that. Mm-hmm. And that's a completely different beast from again what Story of Seasons, Rune Factory, all of them become, where they're like standalone com- mm-hmm. like packages. They're just what they are. They're not even th- you know they could nowadays decide like, hey, we remastered Friends of Mineral Town. It's everything you know and love. There's you can have same sex marriages. We've you know added um, a few little quality of life things, but like they could also sudden be like, now we've made DLC because they completely redid the engine. So I don't see why they couldn't, but they mm-hmm. aren't. They aren't going to do that because they're mm-hmm. working on umpteen other standalone story projects or whatever right. within that world right so yeah. that's something that's pretty brilliant about 
that game as well. And I guess it's modding capability too. I think there's yes. a thing too for that, right? Yep. Yeah. A lot of mod support for it. <laughs> Do your work, Clint. I think it's my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to explain that one? Um, so that yeah, the blacksmith please. closes annoyingly early. On certain uh, days, on, right? And he isn't open on certain days. In traditional Stardew Valley, so someone someone invented a mod called Do Your Work, Clint, that allows you to get your tools, <laughs> like visit the blacksmith at, at better times. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. That's just a, yeah, that's a funny thing. I wonder, I always wonder about those decisions. Yeah, like I, I always hate that too when I go even in you know, Harvest Moon or other things where you go in and you're like... Oh crap! They're close today, but everything's yeah, that's axe. <laughs> the exercise class in Stardew Valley is the bane of my existence. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go do all these things. Ah, it's Tuesday. Five of the townspeople are doing jazzercise. Yeah, why? <laughs> that's incredible. But it's oh, but wow. it, at so the same funny. time, you're like, how mad can you get that all right. these women do this? And they're, thing? And like, they're also cool. happy. They're like, yay, we're being healthy. So okay, fine. Yeah. We'll just go to the mine or something. Yeah. Better than them. Yeah. I guess it kind of pushes you to other things. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say. When you were saying how, um, Dom, that the game is very flexible and what it lets you do. I mean, that's one thing. I mean, Rude Factory Frontier, Hillary, you might be able to speak to this a bit. I mean, you you definitely need to, like, do a little bit of combat and stuff for certain things because, like, you can't go into the mines and get the materials. You need to upgrade your equipment without being down there and they have monsters in them. So combat is a part of it. You can't just dodge yep. it, unfortunately. You can't uh, Right. Yeah. You have to engage with most of the systems at least a little bit. Yeah. There is a but, little like you yeah. can kind of choose some some degree. But how you heavily have... you want to invest your time into it, I guess. Exactly. But you have to to advance other things. Mm-hmm. But I also like they they did make that neat thing at least in uh, Rune Vector Frontier, uh, a kind of an answer to the. Um, greenhouse kind of thing where each of the dungeon has a, is like aspected to a season so mm-hmm. you can grow crops in there it's just a bit time consuming to have to go in and go to those places to do that but at least you get like all year round those crops so i thought that was kind of a, a novel way to try and change up the system a bit yeah it's like a, a slightly different way of handling it mm-hmm. um so again like most of you have any of you done a lot with um any other games outside of Stardew? I mean, uh, you, Mike, you've spoken about the, that Coral Island game that you did a bit. Oh boy, I have. Um, yes, actually, I want to. I want to do one last little thing on on Stardew, just because you oh, sure. you mentioned earlier. I forgot about things like storms and all that in Harvest Moon. Um, that actually, <laughs> that actually is not something Stardew does. It doesn't have like disaster. Disasters or storms. It mm-hmm. does. Well, it has one thing. It has one thing, uh, which every once in a while a meteor can fall on your farm. Wait, actually, I've, I don't think I've had that happen to me. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've had it. Well, we had it in our farm, right? It's in our chicken coop. It's in our yes. chicken coop. Um, I have it on one or two of my farms. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of those random <laughs> events. Um, but there are a couple others. It's it's one of the ways you can get iridium. Uh, if your tool is capable of breaking it open. Um, and I did that. Like the the first time I got it, I'm like, oh, cool. Well, I better upgrade my pickaxe so I can break this open and you know see what's inside. And I got some material I didn't have otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, or you can, cool. you can do what we did for a co-op farm and just leave it as a cool decoration. <laughs> well, that's what, I, that's what I did. Because in my main farm, you know, I've played long enough. I'm in like year five now. Like another one did hit somewhere. And you can't move it. So I'm just like, eh, I'll just build around it. So now it's like just this like, you know, this thing on my farm. It's like, oh yeah, well, there's my meteor over there. 
Um, actually, you, you have chickens. You yeah. have some supernatural stuff happen too. You can have monsters. I, I oh, know yeah. there's at least one farm layout where you, yeah, like mine monsters show up. Yeah. On your farm at night. Um, yeah, Gwen then, has told me about like you can build like basically Tesla towers or whatever. And, like it becomes yep. kind of a tower defense game almost. Uh, well, there's lightning rods, so you can like. Zap oh, them. that's what it is. Yeah, you can you can store lightning from storms and you get batteries. So oh, you're neat. basically you're building your own batteries. Yeah. Um, then, the, there's the witch. Yep. Sometimes the witch will come and turn one of your chicken eggs black so you can get yourself a void chicken, which is really important. <laughs> what does a void chicken do? It's it's black and it lays void eggs, which can be turned into void mayonnaise, void mayonnaise instead of regular mayonnaise. Does it turn you which, inside out? Like, which no one likes. <laughs> no. Except Krobus. It says... The description is that it tastes like burnt hair. So you don't want to eat it, but it's worth a lot more than regular mayonnaise. It is. And there's a certain... Why if nobody likes it? <laughs> there's a certain fantastical character. Yes. Who does. There, there, there is a character who lives in the sewers who really likes it. So They're, they're, they're completely supporting the economy of it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing I kind of wanted to bring up. Like something that a lot of these games that we're talking about have in common are those slight fantastical elements, which I, which I always really like. Like yeah, yes, like you're, yes, you're farming, and, but yeah, yeah, Harvest Moon has the Harvest Goddess and her little assistants, which were really... so bad in the PlayStation version, but they're they've definitely improved the AI in the new one. <laughs> right, I remember the the Harvest Goddess lady in Save the Homeland. I was really jealous of her rainbow hair. It's go so good, and she actually that's one of the best I think portrayals ever so far that I've right? seen. Like I actually enjoyed interacting with her and how they they did that part at least of things in Save yeah. the Homeland. And that you could choose your dog. I thought that was kind of cool too. That was pretty novel. Very important. Dependent. There's two different dogs that you could uh, befriend. That's actually something they added to Stardew Valley. Like there was one look for the dog and the cat, so you could choose dog or cat for a while. But then they added a few different looks for yeah. each of them. Mm-hmm. That's something I think they did in Friends of Mineral Town, the rem- the start, the story of Stevenson's remake, because the title screen keeps showing the main character wandering with different animals, like a capybara, a penguin. What? Different types of cats, different types of dogs. I'm like, are these things that you can just eventually befriend throughout the wilderness and they become like your pets? Like, Ooh. I haven't really, I haven't done much cursory looking at it because I initially played the game for um, video review coverage for the site and I've since gone back to it because I've been craving it. But uh, yeah, I haven't looked into that. I'm very curious how expensive the pet management system is now. Yeah, I, I'd be curious. That sounds cool. I need a capybara. <laughs> it's really cute looking. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. Uh, so yes, Coral Island. Uh, I, I've I've had my eye on a lot of these games. Uh, Coral Island is one that has actually come out, or it's an early access at least. Right. And I played it last fall to do like a preview for the site, but uh, it was a Kickstarter thing. It was it was a Kickstarter last year, by the way, like early 2022. And by October, they actually had like a I I don't know if they called it alpha, but it's at least playable. Uh, as early accessors, and uh, it's surprisingly good for something that was just being kickstarted a year ago. Um, it's definitely not done. I mean, I said this in my preview, and even now, like a few months later, it's not done. But you know, they didn't say it was done. Um, it it definitely takes some inspiration from Stardew. Um, I think they're getting slightly getting away from that with some other updates. Like there were some things where I'm like. Like on the fifth day is when you get access to the mines, which is when, which is about when you get access to it in 
Stardew and like you get a furnace and you have to like you know smelt some copper bars and like all right like that that's a very specific thing but it's like certain things I'm like okay you didn't really have to do this like on the same day and you get the same recipe from the blacksmith and you have a quest to do the same thing um but like the setting is different like it's on this tropical island and it it also has the the plot thread of like you know evil corporation moves in to, and you know you're trying to like restore the island to prove that like you don't need them kind of thing right um right, but but, but in this case i i like it that it, it has that i'm oh, sorry it's got more kind of like a, a conservation message though. it's a conservation message and like you know the idea was when you get to the island like there was an oil spill like years ago so it's like you can see it all over the island and it's like it's ruined the ocean floor around the island and the, and it's, it's the same company that moves in because like the island hasn't been very prosperous since then, and they're like mm-hmm. they want to like just clear out the town and like turn it into like an oil drilling place, um, even though they're the ones that messed it up in the first place. Mm. So it's a little different, and I'm all for uh, driving them out of town. So I like that angle of it, and uh, so yeah, like it has mining, and it has you know you upgrade your tools, and there's a lot of similar things that we're used to, and other games but the setting is great i mean the the cast is very very diverse uh it's huge like the cast is gigantic um some you can date some you can't you know there's you know one of the girls you can i think you can have a relationship with her i don't remember um like she has a kid like you know they have these characters have lives they're not just all like a a town full of single people like waiting for you to meet them Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bunch of kids in town. And then if you don't, they default to somebody else. It, yeah, right. Um, Whether or not you want them to. Yeah, sometimes. There's, there's skill trees, which I think is neat. Like as you level up your abilities, like you would in in Stardew, like at a certain point you get abilities, but you get to choose them. Um, and oh, they're that's cool. And they're pretty cool. Like, I mean, some of your early ones are like a 10 or 20% chance of your crops, like staying watered. So you don't have to water them the next day. And so handy. Yeah. Um, they seem like really nice boosts for the point in the game you were at. Yeah. And like, sometimes you'll get like double crops or double ores or something like that. So it's, it's relieve some of the tedium. If you're trying to like, you know, go into the mines and stuff. Speaking of, um, I can also attest to it in real life. How much do we love, uh, rain days? Oh, so much. Right. <laughs> And again, in real life in Vancouver in the summer when we usually have a bigger, sunnier season um, and it does finally rain, I'm just like, oh, sweet. I don't have to water the garden today. That just saved me half an hour. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> rain, rain days are helpful. Uh, but that's a, that's, that's a nice – that seems like it's doing enough to be its own thing. Yeah. And like even though there's some things that you're used to where you're like, okay, well, I can make this little machine that will like turn this resource into another resource. You can – load up multiple things in them. I mean, I love Stardew, but like when I saw this, I'm like, oh, wait, you can just put like 10 things in this one furnace instead of having to have 10 furnaces. That was actually really smart of them. Yeah. And I really liked watching you explore the ocean. That's, that's yeah. a very cool part of it. Yeah. like So you have the mines you can go on, but then you also go under the ocean and you can get resources there. Oh, but cool. really what you're doing is swimming around and like trying to clean it up because mm-hmm. it's like covered mm-hmm. in trash. And you have to find the you have to find these little um, beacon things that like clean like a certain like radius around them. So mm-hmm. there's a whole sub quest of going through and cleaning up the ocean. And as you go through it, like you start meeting things. Like there's a sea turtle that you have to give a certain 
item to to get past. It's like Trash Bear from Stardew. It's like Trash Bear from Stardew, yes. <laughs> um, and like there is going eventually, there's like a kingdom of like mer people down there, which aren't in the game yet. But like they're built, like it's this whole other town down there. So they, they're really ambitious what they're doing with it. Um, as of now. Which you'd have to be, I'd say, with how inundated the genre is. Yeah, like as of now, like as we record this, like one, I think one of my biggest problems with it, and I get it, it's not done yet. The underwater area doesn't have a map yet, so it's very easy to get lost down there. So uh, I look forward to whenever it comes up on their roadmap that that gets a map. That'll be very nice. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I I definitely recommend it. Like if you like farming stuff, uh, it's whether it's worth twenty five dollars to you or not, given that. The story, I think, ends at the end of the first year. Like, you can keep playing, but there's no more plot yet. Uh, and it's a work in progress. Uh, I think uh, I think it's going to be really, really good. The way they've been developing it, releasing updates. I think by the time they're done, it'll be a really worthwhile game. And they've been pretty communicative, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Actually, there's, there's an update coming out in the next few weeks with another Yay. bunch of things like community requests, quality of life updates. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm talking a lot, so someone else should go about yeah, what they're, what they're playing now or current favorites. Yeah. Aside from Stardew. <laughs> um, I guess I could talk about um, one of the games well, I reviewed for the site last year and I kind of go back to every now and then is Moon is Moonglow Bay. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. How is that? It, 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 like, <laughs> when I played it, it was, very, it was still very buggy, like extremely buggy, but they fixed it a bit now. It's still, I wouldn't say it's... It still needs a couple of patches, I feel, to really be a full-on recommend. But yeah, it's it's kind of similar to Coral Island that Mike talked about in that it is um, there's no like real evil corporation this time around, but the it's basically a fishing village. But there was a great disaster at sea a couple of years ago, and since then, um, everyone's been too afraid to go out to the sea to fish. So naturally, since it, as a result of that, like the town has been in a in a state of disarray. Like everything, mm-hmm. no one like since no one's earning money. Um, there like everything is disheveled. The beaches are dirty. There are a lot of like the town hall is super decrepit, and your your job basically is to go out there and revive fish, and then. Kind of single-handedly revitalize the economy, which is a <laughs> no, no pressure. Which is a, which is a big ask, but you can, you can, it, you can do is it. Is it the um, the un uh, <laughs> the unspoken sequel to White Squall? Really <laughs> sad they lost George Clooney and Matt Damon. <laughs> Was Ben Affleck in that too? I can't remember. Mm, don't know. I don't know. You're the actor. <laughs> Fair. Don't you know every actor? Oh I do. No. And, and what they've all been in? <laughs> all Obviously, the time. I am IMDb. <laughs> it's a requirement. Just, oh, sorry, Dom, you were saying. Just like playing all 100 top IGN RPGs. It's a requirement <laughs> yes. to be on the RPG yeah. fan staff. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. I'm done. But yeah, I, I think one of the one of the reasons I liked the game a lot was because um, I enjoyed fishing a lot in Stardew, which I know is kind of a, one of the more controversial aspects of it. Around. I like it too. I'm with you. I like it. Yeah. But I know people are like, oh my God, the legendary fish are such a pain. Your and like the whole, yep. mi- I, I understand. I, I I know the pain of like losing. A and it's an easy of, gimmick to get wrong too. Some yeah. games just make a really bland mini game out of it. Yeah, of losing more than a couple of um 
legendary fishing catches. But Mungo Bay is like very relaxed, almost I'd say almost too relaxed. And that a lot of the mechanics that they added to like make the fishing more interesting kind of don't matter because of how easy it is, it is overall. But it, it was still it was still a fun experience, and I liked how, um, you know, the fishing is like expanded upon so that now you can like cook the fish properly instead of just like instead of just putting it into the box to be sold for a lot of money. Um, <laughs> you know, you can cook the fish. You can, um, and some some townspeople have like requests they're like oh can you cook this for me can you cook that for me and you can mm-hmm. fulfill those requests and you know i think i i just like how it it naturally expanded upon fishing in a way that i feel makes sense and in a way that was very enjoyable with the with the mini games that they mm-hmm. had for cooking right and Fish. the and the music music is fantastic in the game i was about to say that soundtrack is amazing yeah so good yeah just fish sitting in your inventory boxes or chests just never really made a lot of sense to me (laughs) no yeah and i like one of the things i like as well is how um there's like the 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 background track is is the same but depending on like which building you go in like the ambiance changes i love when they do that so if you go into the if you go into like the tech store, it's like the soundtrack gets a starts like bleep looping, and you know if you if you're outside, it's more just like relaxed, and you can hear the wind, I think, and yeah, stuff like that, and yeah, that that keeps me coming back to the game despite it still being um, almost a, a bit frustratingly buggy at times, but you know, I think that's that's an underrated thing. Like yeah. only so many games do that. Like. I'm not sure if that counts as a dynamic soundtrack, but um, I didn't say I didn't know that. Like I, I've listened to the soundtrack a lot, but I didn't since I haven't played the game. I didn't know how that worked in context. So I, I think that's great. Mm-hmm. It's a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Building feel more each building feel more personal. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't the most important thing, but given given the origins of a lot of characters in, in these sim games, uh, who is your character in Moon Glow Bay, like in relation to the island? And the residents um you were you were like the spouse of you're, you're you were just like a normal like fishing couple i think and but like your spouse unfortunately was the victim of the great disaster oh happened. okay Aww. and yeah the game starts off with um so so you were so because of that no one wants to go out to fish you yourself included but your daughter your daughter who went to college comes back and she's like, we need to, we need to get this town up and running again. And she, I think she actually like, did she finish college and come back? I'm not sure if she finished college and came back or she like left midway, but like either way, it's like a, it's a big motivator for you to get up and start fishing again. And, and at first everyone's like, Oh, why would you, why would you ever go out there? It's, it's so dangerous. Don't you remember what happened? But yeah and as you play the game you yeah the townspeople are become more and more welcoming to you oh i can't believe you've helped us so much with this and a lot of the a lot of the the fears people had about the oceans you actually like end up um solving them they're mostly they're mostly kind of sort of like misunderstandings for instance there's like a whale and I think that's been scaring the townspeople somewhat with this, like with with like spooky noises. But 
when you go there, you, it turns out that the whale has been like it's been stuck on like a harpoon. <gasps> so oh you no! Have to, yeah, so you so you end up going around and you free it, and you know it's it's stuff like that is like throughout the throughout the game. Although some of the, sometimes it is a bit strange because a lot of these points are like marked as like boss fights, so the whale will like struggle at first, and you kind of have to like avoid its attacks and stuff, but. Um, that's interesting th- yeah but it, it wasn't it wasn't like too it wasn't too it was it like it, it seems a bit weird in retrospect but as you're when you're playing the game it, it's perfectly like oh i guess this is just what i have to do now it doesn't seem yeah. too out of place yep yep okay well i i was just curious like i don't really i don't really mind how many of them are like hey uh your grandpa left you this farm or this fishing boat, mm-hmm. yeah. but it's mm-hmm. nice. It's nice when they do something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can speak to um, one of my favorite versions of that. Now was uh, um, uh, one of the more recent ones I did, which was for the site, but I end up loving a lot is uh, Ublets, which I've been kind of had been following its development for ages, uh, and was so glad it finally came out. But <laughs> you're basically just like fed up with just life. I guess it's similar ish to Stardew where you're just like, ah, I'm over the humdrum life of this. I want to go to this Island with all these wacky creatures on it. So you just decide to go and then you show up and then the mayor's like, Oh, Hey, well, I conveniently have this farm lot of like, it does a lot of winking to the fourth wall. It knows what it's doing. And conveniently this is here and our town's kind of in shambles. So, you know, if you want to help out, we wouldn't say no kind of thing. And they just give you this crappy house. I'm like, Oh, it's not great, but you know, can't blame, you know, can't be mad at free. And, and that's kind of where you go from there and it's weird hipster way that it does yeah but you liked it a lot right you definitely I, made it sound entertaining and it is in the review. Um, yeah if anyone is curious Ublets, uh it's probably one of my favorite farming since i've done because i've i've re- again reviewed a couple different things for the site and or been partial part of it for video review capture and stuff and some have been better than others um you know, I, I did Kitaria Fables, the preview we got of that way back when, and it was eh, lackluster, um, kind of more focused on the combat aspect than the farming aspect. The farming, I think, is there as a vehicle to generate some income and I think help you upgrade your stuff, but it's more focused on the combat and it's pretty rote otherwise, so it really wasn't that exciting. I think the biggest draw there was the prospect of multiplayer, but you can't farm multiplayer, if I recall reading correctly. I haven't progressed it far enough to know, but I just thought it'd be a fun one for Gwen maybe to get into because it's cats. She loves them and this and that, but it was, uh, it just didn't really strike. Uh, whereas, yeah, when I got into Ublets, like it's, it's flavor isn't, is super fun. Um, like it, again, it knows what it's doing. It's doing a, some winks at the genre at all as a whole, but, uh, and, uh, and at corporate America and all that, uh, is, is kind of its overarching theme. But uh, you, the biggest thing that stands out in that one is it does have a quote-unquote combat of sorts, but you get oublets, which are kind of these little plant creatures that you can grow in your, in your farm as long as you have the space for them because they need um, room, obviously, to live. So you need to give them little houses, and that expands the amount of population you can have. And they're all a bunch of different ones, kind of like Pokemon. And there's uh, iterations of each of them that are different colors based on rarity and even a sparkly shiny one that has a fun rainbow trail behind it, and they sparkle in their super pretty and fun and you just on a given day it tells you what ooblets are around and they have different conditions 
in which you can interact with them. But then once you interact with the Ooblets or uh, with other people at the dance barn, you, you do dance battles. And that was probably my favorite thing to kind of shake up the, again, the, the rhythm of a farming game is the fact that you get to do these, this card-based game of dance battles. That sounds so fun. Yeah, that's not really a, me- a mashup you see. No, and that was, it was, uh, like, I mean, I I kind of put it on the back burner and didn't really watch much of the progress. So I, did, I was actually completely surprised by it uh, when I came, when I started playing it. And I just loved it because each Ooblet brings their own cards, quote unquote, to the deck. And they get one every few levels. So they get three and it kind of freshens up your generic deck. So you can start building fun strategies for certain dances and stuff. And when you know you're, what you're up against sometimes, you can try and counter that. Like, oh, this type of ooblet steals lots of points so i'm going to get something that blocks that or stuns them or something that generates just so many points that they can never keep up you know stuff like that mm-hmm. and it can be really really fun to kind of compound that and um i found it was a bit sometimes a bit easy but every once in a while like it would really um throw me for a loop the story itself is fun you kind of can see where it's going but not like they have at least a sufficient enough twist i was like oh okay cool at the end and uh and the characters are all super quirky and interesting and generally have enough new things going on. Like usually every day you're kind of progressing like an individual story with each character, which I thought was nice too. Cause so many of the harvest moon games, like once you've reached like the, the next relationship um, hurdle, they kind of say the same thing every day until you reach the next relationship hurdle and so on. So it's, Again, it gets very monotonous and mind-numbing. I don't know. Yeah. I can't speak to Stardew for that, um, if they have more to it or not. Eh, a little bit. Um, I've definitely seen, played some other games that are very bad about that. Uh, Stardew yeah. is more more diverse, I think. That's good. There's more. There's uh, enough dialogue that doesn't feel too samey. Okay, that's good. And enough and changes then, that happen throughout the year and like yeah, enough diverse systems that you can choose different things to do versus like the mines or yeah fishing or and that helps but i have enough different villagers to take to the movies oh Oh, that's good and mike i think you you've played a bit of potion permit which isn't Uh, i was wondering if that it's like an off kilter it's almost farming sim but not i was when when you were done talking about ooblets i was going to ask because i know you and i have played it and unfortunately (laughs) for hillary she's experienced me playing it Um, do tell i'll let you go (laughs) It's, Even though I reviewed it. I think it's a fine game. It's okay. I just, I don't think yeah. it was done. Um, I think yeah. I think it has a lot of, it has the start of a lot of good ideas. Uh, the, the, I feel like every person in town has like two sentences they say until like you hit the next friendship level. And I feel like even when you get to a higher friendship level, there's really not much there. It, yeah, a, a lot of the characters for that. The dialogue and the relationships just feel very shallow. I was going to say, I remember multiple instances of you pointing out or like coming to me and being like, well, wait a minute. They were just saying this to me, but now they're back being mean to me because. Well, yeah, because yeah. like they're <laughs> their character or whatever. There are cut scenes and things that will play out that you would think are based on your friendship level, but they aren't. So you have this little kid that's like just treating you like garbage. Um, but then you also do a quest where he's like, hey, you know, you're all right. You know, thanks for all the help. And then, like, I finished the quest, and then I talked to him again. He's like, I don't care about you. Get out of my face. Like, oh. Yeah. Um, so We're this, bad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it's – it's. I don't 
the overall way the the plot plays out, it's like you know, the idea was these people are all wronged by by a chemist from the big city, and, and that is kind of like it's an interesting enough angle. Like that, at least that way you yeah. don't expecting them to be mean to you at first. I know, but everyone <laughs> treats you like crap. I mean, you have to yeah, be you're the goodest hardest per, goodest heartedest person ever. Yeah, and only a couple people are, are like even see it, but most of them are like until you like nearly max out your friendship, they just are like, you know, I don't trust you at all. You stay away from me. Also, help me with this and help me with this. <laughs> but also, I hate you. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Eventually, you feel welcomed, and like the um, the if you can call it an ending, like it it's all right. But uh, yeah, but I'm gonna be honest. That doesn't sound like something you would put up with for very long. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, it was twenty dollars, and I didn't, I didn't stick with it too much because, like, the resource gathering is incredibly tedious Ugh. because you can only get so much in a day, and the fact that they have so many resources and materials, and you know, I'm sorry, Hillary and yet. and Greg, you've both heard this from me a lot. Um, there are dozens of materials and the potion brewing is actually kind of cool because it's like a puzzle where you have to fit the pieces together and brew your potions. The problem for me was to upgrade your house and your clinic and also your health (laughs) and all of your tools and every upgrade and every piece of furniture you buy, all of them use wood and stone and money. So you have this game full of resources, but you have two. Everything requires everything the same requires two. the same two, and you can only get yeah. so much in a day. So I'm like, that I think was really, really not balanced. I well. think you and Greg both mentioned that. Well, yeah. yeah, because like every every time you need more, like every new tier of things is like it gets to the point where you need thousands of each one. So like <sighs> you are you would go out and just like, okay, I'm gonna chop down just the big trees because the small ones take so much stamina they're not worth it so i'm gonna go cut down like the six trees that exist in this entire world and go to bed <laughs> and then just do it again for like five more days because otherwise i'll never have the material for this yeah because the Oof. the more advanced areas where you can get to the bigger trees that give you more resources back which is eventually it kind of shortens the loop incredibly but it's they require wood and stone and gold to <laughs> unlock those areas. So yeah. until you get that and the better equipment to do it faster and more efficiently, it's just such a horrible grind. But once you have all the different regions unlocked, it it does sing, but it's just I mean, and I get like I, I get it, like if you're not trying to gun through it for review and maybe you can take your time, maybe it's a bit better. But like mm-hmm. you were saying too, Mike, and what kind of got us into potion permit is the relationship aspect. Like it's still it drags a bit in that regard. And I think they try to hide it um, with a lot of the fairly well triggered structured conversations and the amount of events that happen kind of makes it feel like it's flowing forward a bit more than it is. Um, mm-hmm. And when they work, I don't know if you ever ran into any of those glitches, but I had a few glitches where it would be like placeholder text here, placeholder text here where something didn't load, right. <laughs> oh where I could tell there was something or they would start loading the conversation like three chat bubbles too late. And I was like, Oh, that seems like it would have been a response to what that person said a few seconds ago, but clearly it didn't load right. I'm confused. Um, <laughs> like it was just, it seemed like it was just a bit too, too, like you said, not finished, too complex for its own uh, level yeah. of polish. So, like, there was a lot of that that kind of was a bit janky, but I think the interesting events did kind of help it. But yeah, the, the overall grind of the game 
was weird. And again, it's not quite a farming sim because you never actually do farm. You like you farm quote unquote in the terms of um, you go out and like harvest materials in the wild. It's a foraging. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 more foraging sim. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I I would like for them. I don't know if they have plans on continuing to update it. Or I do. Hope they've it it sounds better, like yeah. they can improve it a lot. It's really so cool. I hope they do. I think yeah. they have a really good base for it. I yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But I'd say between the two, Ublefs was the much more fun, interesting farm sim to to play, um, just because it is doing so much more different than with <laughs> the genre, uh, like the farming is there like and you you don't necessarily have like that you have to engage in the dance battles for certain story points here and there but you don't have to go hardcore ublet collecting if you don't want to you don't have to like make the biggest farm if you don't want to you right. don't have to sell your goods if you don't want to so that's um, almost like stardew in that respect yeah so aside from like the few actual plot points like you really can kind of do anything but every once in a while you have to do the odd fetch quest for the storyline and whatnot but it's really doesn't really uh, require you to do much else so you can approach the game as you will which i thought was really fun and yeah, yeah they they just do they've made their own thing it's not just oh yet another game where i'm harvesting tomatoes in summer like they've <laughs> got their own level of produce uh, that, that's all kind of weird and you can make you can craft your own food and stuff like that and sell that stuff you can go and you know, I, uh, as I heard about Stardew, uh, it's definitely to your benefit to chug, you know, lattes all day and mm-hmm. keep your energy up and yep. keep running through the day after you've um, harvested all your spring beans and put them in your little espresso machine and made your own coffee, uh, which you can sell back to the coffee shop. Oh, nice. Rude. That's yeah. Just hilarious. go supply them. Yeah. After whose whole thing, her whole thing is how she can barely afford to have the coffee shop. Which is, I'm like, why are you buying it from me then? Right. Anyways, uh, it's very sweet. and uh, But I think I liked that about it most is that each character, you can see a progression in mm-hmm. the storyline. Like after you've kind of done like the, the story progression, quote unquote, conversations, they will have a couple just kind of um, low locked and loaded responses. But almost every day you'll get a, u- a unique pair of conversation um, topics from them that nice. progresses forward that oh I talked to you yesterday and now this is a continuation of that oh cool so I thought that was really novel and I wish uh, which might dovetail into what you want to talk about next I wish more games start to do moving forward yeah yeah I mean I think yeah you need to go I'm sorry you all, no 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 <laughs> um, you all hit on something really important I think about the genre in general is that a lot of people play these games yeah for the farming but also for that social aspect Mm -hmm. so i think it's it's really key that that at least makes sense and is stimulating yeah you know the progression of your relationships with the townspeople or the you know the variety in what they say yeah no all that stuff has to be set and have a good foundation right I mean, this has generally been a positive podcast, but like the one thing that like really got me and Greg about potion permit is it just didn't, it didn't get there with that. So like that, it didn't grab us, but these other games that we talk about, like I adore so much of the cast and Stardew, even, even if the scientist doesn't appreciate a dinosaur egg, but that's a topic for another day. Really? You want to bring that up? (laughs) Yes. I want to bring it up. I want to bring it up that you can discover a dinosaur egg and give it to the town scientist. I was like, I was super excited for anyone who's played Stardew. You'll know who I'm talking about. Um, I got really excited when I had an extra dinosaur egg and I was like, I'm going to give this directly to Demetrius and he's going to study it. And he's going to explain to me why Stardew Valley has dinosaurs in it. It's going to be great. I give it to him. What is this? 
Yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. But I you, hate eggs. But you, give, but you give him a strawberry and he's like, oh, this is fantastic. What a great specimen. Like, like, what kind of scientist what? are you that you don't want to study an actual living dinosaur egg? Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. That's okay, though. <laughs> because you know, it was amusing. Greg talking about the coffee, I just had this horrible thought that if I lived like my Stardew farmer, I would be dead. <laughs> I mean, if if I were if I worked on the farm and ran into the mines and ran out to this island until like two a.m. every night, and also consisted my diet was exclusively if I woke up every morning, literally ate a stack of crab cakes, <laughs> and just chugged like three or four triple shot espressos, and that was all I ate and drank for the entire day, I would be dead in a week. Just oh yeah, not even <laughs> considering the. The food or anything, just all the physical labor would probably kill me. Yeah. Water? No. I need more coffee before this buff wears off. Well, it's so interesting with these games. Um, Kimberly Wallace, uh, who I never got to work with at RPG Fan, but she did work at RPG Fan back in the day. Um, what site did she go? Was it GameSpot? What did she Game Informer. Game, Game Informer. And one of, uh, I was still kind of following her and all that stuff. And she wrote a beautiful article not long after she went to Game Informer about farming sims and the appeal of them and kind of that hearkening back to the pastoral. Um, and I think I, like I brought it up before on the podcast on random and stuff when I've talked about farming Sims, uh, but just that appeal that people have, which we all, I think heavily experienced during the pandemic too, of that idea to escape mm-hmm. this suburban nightmare. We are all stuck in an urban nightmare. So many of us are stuck in to go to a simpler pastoral life, which is the appeal of these farming Sims, I would argue, um, but it, it, at the same time, if we if we all farmed actually like those, um, it just yeah, like you said, we'd all be dead trying to like stay up all night to farm and everything. And also, like they don't. I mean, I mean, I'm sure farming simulator is a whole different thing. It's a more true to life game franchise thing. But yeah. if you know, if we were actually properly like planting in spring, and then you're just kind of sitting around watering throughout the summer and harvesting a few of your cricker crops that might go. Like it doesn't the fact that every season just has its set crops as opposed mm-hmm. to like, you know, I kind of like I plant my tomatoes indoors in like March and then I move them outside in June and then I finally might start getting to harvest them in July or August if it's warm enough. You know, like mm-hmm. you don't mm-hmm. get to your your tomatoes in seven days. No, <laughs> no. But obviously they got to gamify it. So I get that. But it's it is interesting that we we are drawn. To, so many people are drawn to these, this genre for one way or another, uh, one reason or another, but it's also a very a com- incredibly skewed version of what it's actually like to do any of those actual activities. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which we obviously have no delusions about, but it is just funny when you take a step back to look at it. Yeah. What's up, Hillary? I was going to say, is it bad if I, if I want to ask who, who everybody married in Stardew? Uh, I can only answer Harvest Moon, but by all means, please do. Okay. We should go first then. Me? Yeah. Yeah. I married Maru. Yeah. In Stardew. Why Maru? For someone who doesn't play Stardew, what what attracted you to Maru? Who are they? Describe them as you would. Um, She's basically kind of the engineer character. She's the scientist, the biologist daughter. Yeah. And okay. I see she makes you. robots. She tinkers. Just she's very handy and she's adorable and her cutscenes are like star watching and fun stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, very cute. Yeah. And she she builds things and 
I don't know why she finds like plates of fried mushrooms in with her like work materials, but sometimes she does and she gives them to me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, if I may tack on to your question, Hillary, too, do you all play as yourselves or do you play as like, do you have like a quote, a character persona that A, you use in all RPGs or just in farming Sims, um, for example? I just kind of came up with something on the fly. I mean, mine kind of vaguely looks like me, at least the hair. Uh Uh-huh. Gotcha. But... No, no set persona. Uh, well, I do. I, I, I landed on my character name of, for Tess uh, many years ago, on when I played World of Warcraft, and I carried that over to for, Final Fantasy fourteen. And now, basically, if I can, if I can create a character in a game, it, it they are going to be female, and they are going to be named some variation of Tess or Tessara or something. Um, and I, I have this weird, like, this vague, like, headcanon. And I'm like, you know what? These could all be the same character. <laughs> this is just like it. another life. Maybe it's another reality. Or, you know, maybe maybe she had this farm and then went on to Eorzea. I don't know. It, it entertains me. So. Amazing. But mostly, <laughs> most important. Animal Crossing. <laughs> mo- yes. I mean, my Animal Crossing character is also named Tess. Tess founded Tim Curry Island. <laughs> Uh, it's the best island um yeah and you know maybe they're all the same character uh i mean more practically it also means i don't have to think too hard about a name every time i start a game right yeah i do just love the hero of avalon and founder of and mayor of tim curry (laughs) his flag is what no my my flag in animal crossing is uh tim curry from home alone yeah. Amazing. Uh, which I, you know, I use some app to like kind of sort of digitize it, but I still, yeah, those I still painted over the pixels myself to like make it look proper. So yeah, I was very proud. I'm very proud of Tim, Tim Curry Island. Rightly so. Uh, how about you, Dom? Um, well, my first character is usually me to some extent, but then I usually have multiple characters and those are, I usually just, or if there's a random button, I just press random and just go with what the randomizer gives me. That's fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. Always a good time. So wait, you didn't answer. You didn't answer my question. Who'd you marry? Who'd oh, you yeah. Marry? Well, Greg like steamrolled over you and like threw another question oh. in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, that was my bad. Yeah, You're that's fine. Okay. okay. So I I know sorry. I know now. I guess it's a typical answer, but I I married Abigail because she has a Super Nintendo, and that's just. That's my kind of girl. And a guinea pig. And she and plays guinea, the flute. And a guinea pig. And, you know, she also wants to adventure and mm-hmm. not do typical mm-hmm. girly things. So, and also has mm-hmm. a mother with bright green hair who says things like, oh, you know, you know, that's not her real hair color. I think that's kind of weird. I'm like, lady, your hair looks like seaweed. <laughs> I like I like I like Caroline, but it's like it's such a weird thing to say. It's like your hair isn't actually green either. That's that? that's the hill she wants to die on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I married Abigail in one farm. I married Emily in another. Um, I'm working on Leah on a third farm. I think that's as far as I'm going to go with it. Oops. What about you, Dom? Or, or you live the single life and just no. shack up with Grobus? Yeah, that's a valid option, too. Yeah. No, I I, I married Penny my first time through. Oh. And the okay. only reason, the only reason for this is because 
um, Penny loves sandfish, and I just happen to have a lot of sandfish. (laughs) (laughs) I I had no idea. The easiest to woo. You're like, I can make this happen. I didn't know she liked sandfish. Pragmatic. So Yeah. yeah, I was going through a fishing spree, and I just happened to have a ton of sandfish. Like, is there anyone who actually likes this? Yeah, I just happened to be there. So. Oh I, conversely, gosh. in uh, Potion Permit, the f- the fishing, the person who likes fishing stuff is actually I thought would be pretty easy to win over, then but then became one of the hardest to win over because they have some some fishing related quests that require you to become a master fisher. Thus, you have to unlock the master fishing rods, and it was Oof. it was a Oof. really a lot longer an investment than I thought it was going to. <laughs> yep, it took, but it me... paid off because she's pretty cool. But uh-huh. I think half my time playing the game was slowly working on that one quest. <laughs> Also, when like your options are like someone my age, someone kind of my age, and teenagers, that gonna yeah. go for the one my age. When we're discussing po- problems with potion permit, that's probably a very I, big one. I could not wrap my head around the fact that the mayor's daughter was romanceable. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, hold on. <laughs> are you even saying she's 18? Because she acts like she's 13. And that's not yeah. working for me. Also, your assistance indoor, which is another weird level of something. But anyways. yes, <laughs> um, yeah. But, mm-hmm. but yes, that's uh, that's funny. I didn't, um, I didn't pick Abigail because of the practicality. But it turns out that you know <laughs> she likes she likes a lot of gemstones. Like she likes amethyst, I presumably because it's the color of her hair, and also she likes eating quartz for some reason. <laughs> Um, this is yeah, okay. I've actually, I've actually never figured out if that's a bug in the dialogue I'm... because, you know, if you give, if you give characters food, they'll be like, oh, this looks delicious. But for some reason with her, if you give her quartz, <laughs> she also says it looks delicious. And like, she also her... said it when I gave her a sunflower. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's really into the seeds. Maybe she'll make, yeah. So, so I will say, I will say, I, I, again, did not marry her for this reason, but it is convenient <laughs> That there is um, like a machine you can mm-hmm. make that every day will create a copy of whatever gemstone you put in. Well, depending on how rare it is. And okay. she likes amethyst. So I definitely have one of those machines in the bedroom that generates an amethyst every day that I give to her. She's probably tired of them by now, but she says she likes them. <laughs> if I did that to you, you would be like, all right, can you get me something else tomorrow, please? <laughs> Can you just get me get me a coffee or some sushi? Also, please take the machine out of the bedroom. <laughs> it's very loud and I can't sleep. Yeah. yeah. I, also, um, her closet's full of amethyst. Yes. Oh, gosh. Just open it. <laughs> Our aura is so clean now. Right. Uh, well, amethyst is so pretty, though. I mean, they put it, it in Minecraft and it's lovely as well. You get these cool yeah. little geodes that are really awesome. I mean, uh, again, I, oh I didn't play Stardew, gosh. but my, um, I, I mean, I'm kind of similar to Dom in a, in a way. Um, through Harvest Moon 64 into Save the Homeland, um, where you can relate. Um, I, I liked uh, Potpourri, although I don't think her name was Potpourri in Save the Homeland, but the pink-haired flower girl was her thing. Um, which also, again, threw me off as well, because her family owned like the seed flower shop in Harvest Moon 64, whereas in Story of C- or, um, Friends of Mineral Town, they owned the chicken, coop far- the chicken farm. So it was a very weird... Her name Poparino no longer really made sense, but whatever. <laughs> but I always thought she was uh, she had pink hair, so she was like the most like anime different looking character in the in the village. So I thought that was cute, and her name was Popori. I thought that was very sweet. But she also kind of was the easiest one because she liked flowers, and there was one particular flower one time a year. But you wanted to stock up on it because it would be gone. 
So I, every day I would just like hoard those flowers. So throughout the rest of the year, I could keep impressing her by giving her these flowers. Yeah. Whereas like some of the other people are a little trickier. Um, like the mayor's daughter likes bugs. So you had to like catch bugs and present those to her if you could, which I don't know. If, I don't think you could catch bugs in um, this PlayStation one. So I don't know what she likes in the PlayStation one. <laughs> and then there's the other daughter who was the, in the 64 one was the baker's daughter, but she works at the doctor's office in the PlayStation version. So maybe she likes baked goods. Maybe she doesn't, I'm not sure. <laughs> so like all that sort of stuff, like it was always a fun game of trying to figure out who likes what, which they seems to have carried into most farming Sims, but mm-hmm. Pokeberry yep. has always been my, my go-to gal. I just like that she owned the, the flower shop. And even when she was still a chicken farming family, I still like that as well. But now she just really likes eggs instead of flowers. So yeah, let's uh, let's talk about what we would want next, like what we're looking forward to, or something we mm-hmm. would like to see in these games. Um, mm-hmm. I will go last because I have uh, podcast housekeeping at the end here. So uh, that makes how, sense. About, how about you, Hillary? Okay, yeah, I'll just give a brief kind of next steps. Yeah, for me, I. I want to play more Sakuna of Rice and Ruin because I really like the the rice growing mm, aspect to yes. it, and there's a lot of really it's fun so com- intricate combat there too, and it's really intricate. So I would like to play that more. Um, and then also, uh, I really like the kind of like witch theme going on in Wildflowers, so I want to try that. Wildflowers is cool. Yeah, I played that a little bit on Apple Arcade. Uh, Although I was always playing like late at night, so I had it muted. But I was really surprised that it's like full, fully voice acted. Like I don't even really know who the developer is or where they came from. And but uh, no, like there's there's a decent budget for that, a cute little game. Very nice. Learn witchcraft, farm. <laughs> I think there's a potion aspect to it too. Like lots of and and brooms. You can find brooms. And brooms. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get that far yet. <laughs> So I don't know. It it looks fun and it's uh, available beyond Apple Arcade now. So yeah, yeah, it's on. I know it's on Steam and mm-hmm. Switch. I'm guessing other consoles too. So, so I want to try it. And I think just what I'd like to see is more, some more different themes, some more branching out, maybe some more cross genre farming. So mm-hmm. that I think that'll inspire maybe greater differentiation with mechanics too so that'd that'd be neat yeah yeah okay how about you dom what are you looking forward to or what would you like to see um as far as games go actually coral island looks pretty interesting in front of from what i've heard about what you've said mike it it definitely looks like a fun game and or it sounds like a fun game and um just a bit of a tangent um one of the games i reviewed recently also had a message about um, conservation, but I feel that didn't get um, that message wasn't quite as well translated into the game format per se. So I wanted to, it'd be interesting to see how it works out in this game as well. And in the future, or in other games, I would like to similar to how like Moonglow they like naturally expanded upon like the fishing aspect that's like so that's so common in these in these type of games now i'd like to see games that also just like really focus in on just one aspect and just branch out expand on expand upon it in ways that make sense and ways that are hopefully fun and engaging i want to save the town with baked goods yeah (laughs) (laughs) there there is a game i'm not sure if it's 
really inspired by these, but uh, there is one. I've seen it on Steam a bunch. I think it's still being worked on. Is it lemon cake or something? Lemon cake, I was just saying, yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that might be a similar thing, but with the like food aspect. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, like um Little Dragon's Cafe was kind of that. Oh, okay. In okay, a weird yeah. way, but just not as probably as polished. I don't know. That was another game that was like really neat idea, but kind of seemed half to bake in its execution, but whatever you can fly a dragon, so that's cool. True. That can make up for some of it. Yeah. Uh, which, uh, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, which game was that, by the way, Dom, that you reviewed? No, it was uh, We Are the Careta- Caretakers. Right. And the conservation there leaned more towards like poaching and like animal right. preserving animal conservation. But uh, the game itself was a little bit too incomplete to really be, to, to really have the audience be able to focus on anything other than, wow, this game is kind of, kind of a chore to play. Oh, I see. So, yeah, the message got lost. Then. Yeah, the message it, got lost in there. But Coral Island definitely looks and sounds like a much more complete experience. Mm-hmm. So, That's a shame. Because We Are the Caretaker sounds like it had some interesting premises going on, but if you can't focus on them, that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, Greg, you're up. Am I? Okay, great. Uh, yeah, there's lots going on out there that are is looking really... Looking fun. Um... I mean, I actually, I don't know if Witchbrook is like the next big thing from kind of chuck, Chucklefish, but I don't know if it's a farming sim per se, but the, the witch is the biggest, no. more of a witch sim. I don't think it has the farming aspect to it. It's more just like life sim. Well, yeah. um, but but that can that can sort of play into what uh, what Dom was saying, like focusing on like one aspect. So like that's kind of taking like the crafting aspect right. and focusing on that in a sim game. That's true. Uh, Fields of Mystria looks neat. Um, it's an indie game that I've kind of like loosely been following. Uh, it's like almost got like the graphical quality of like a Legend of Zelda sort of earthboundy kind of color palette, um, but looks like it's going to kind of handle very similar to Stardew Valley, but maybe a bit more of an RPG focus uh, in terms of like the the combat and stuff than, um, but yeah, like action RPG rather. So that one's been looking really neat and one I want to check out. Um, it kind of looks like it's trying to throw back to like the Super Nintendo era. A bit more too than and with the those character portraits are very fantasy fun. star. Yeah, right. Very, very, very fantasy star. So I'm very curious to check that one out. Um, as far as more advanced go, one I just kind of stumbled across not too long was Fay Farm, I believe. Oh, um, Fay Farm looks great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it looks super neat, and I really would like cool things from that. But it's always sometimes I, I always worry with like the 3D ones that they that's more about the flash than the execution so i am i'm cautiously optimistic whereas harvestella i've been hearing neat things and i, I wouldn't mind char- checking harvestella out yeah um fay farm is by oh shoot i'm blanking on the developer but they their other game is like i think has done pretty well and i like okay. that fay farm has a has an emphasis on the co-op because again that's really not something a lot of these games are mm-hmm. still doing yeah and that's something i'd like more of uh for sure uh, and as far as more pixelated ones too, I've always wanted to go back and try Kinseed. Um, I've seen it around a lot. Yeah, Kinseed is. Um, I think it was a Kickstarter one, wasn't it? I think it was Kickstarter. A sandbox life sim, but it's also made by um, former. Oh, geez, what's that studio? Because it's Pixel Count Studios now, but I don't know who. Who were they a part of? Yeah. I, okay. Well, keep talking and I look it up because I. It's all good. I it, trust. I trust your uh, your judgment, but yeah, it just. Um, I mean, a lot. 
like it just seems like a really nice marriage of a lot of again cool things that are stand out in Stardew Valley, but with a heavier fantasy vibe. Um, and okay, a bit more Fa- like exploration. Yeah. Uh, so it was two people from Lionhead Studios who worked on Fable. Oh, that makes sense. Right, so right, right. right. I don't remember that now. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been very intrigued by that one and how like the combat kind of looks and such is a bit more RPG ish and such too. Because that's I think what I I wanted to see kind of the next progression because I always loved um rune factory implementing those aspects but just the the combat the action combat was so eh, kind of like how you might have described combat in um uh dragon quest builders it was just wasn't as precise as you'd like it to be yeah it's, like it's it very basic two, but yeah, yeah. and the, even with all the different weapons and stuff like it's just annoying like even just like give me a lock on that's all i ask for <laughs> just like, <laughs> lock on to it. like at least be able to like face my enemy because like the it's clearly built to farm, but when, when you, you're trying to like attack on a grid, it's a little harder and you want to, it's just not as precise on the angles and stuff. And I found it was really tricky. And that was my biggest um, detractor when playing Rune Factory Frontier. You really might like Harvestella then. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love, I love the fact that it's got that. It's got like a different job. So they've, they've kind of let you dive more into the RPG stuff or like fantasy life Mm -hmm. kind of vibe, like just like that happy marriage of the two. I always found that too when I was playing Animal Crossing um, New Horizons. I kept being like, this is all fun and all, but I, I really want to farm. And I also just want this to be Legend of Zelda too. So, <laughs> like, I just kind of like, yeah, I just kind of want all those things kind of brought together in a weird way. But um, speaking to what you're saying, Hillary, like seeing things in different places too, I wouldn't mind one of these set in space. Like, there's definitely, I don't know if anyone else has played No Man's Sky. There's a certain amount of like hydroponics and crafting and stuff that you can do in that and you could make it a farm sim if you really wanted to in some alien world but it's not the focus of course but i wouldn't mind even just as a i don't care if it's just a a genre cover shine whatever but it'd be fun to do this in space whether you're colonizing a world or doing it on like a ship because i find Mm -hmm. a lot of the games that are like um like this that are usually more heavily on the strategy and like base management not as the individual trying to like colonize like more most so many of these games are just either fantasy or yeah throwing back to the farm life the simple life that we know kind of thing check out one lonely outpost <laughs> that was going to be Ooh. in my list uh one lonely outpost is farming on a- another planet wonderful i was, I was I'm like I, I feel like they had to be i just haven't looked far enough so okay one lonely outpost thank you both of you i look forward to hearing what you have to say about that mike yeah, uh, I don't know, actually, because I'm looking at it on Steam now, and looks... they they have completely redone the graphics since last Okay, yeah. Uh... Um, it doesn't look bad. It's like, but it's like, it's a 3D world with 2D characters now, but the entire time I've been watching the development, it was all just really great looking pixel art, and apparently they just scrapped all of that, which is a move. Um, I mean, it still looks fine, but not, eh, okay, that's interesting. I'm still looking forward to it, uh, but yeah, this is my like real time. What Reaction. happened to this game? Where <laughs> where the pixel are? I got to look into this more. Yeah, that's surprising. Um, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the game got to a point where they were like, "Wow, we're drawing a lot of like animation frames and stuff." So that's probably why. But uh, yeah, so specific games, um, I have a lot. Uh, I'm not. I don't want to bore anyone by just doing a huge list. Um, but I've checked out a few recently with the Steam Next Fest going on. Um, I did check out Pixel Shire, which I've been looking forward to for a while. It's really cute, uh, like 
it's you know pixel based like Stardew, but it's like it's more cutesy. Um, it's okay. It's still very early on. Um, it's I think it has a bit to go on development. So oh, I'm still looking quaint, forward though. to it. It does. It looks really cute. It actually looks a lot like a game. I, sh- I don't know why I didn't bring this up before. Uh, called Littlewood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Littlewood oh, yeah, was that a, one. A, kick, a Kickstarter thing, and I, <laughs> I, you're laughing. Like mm-hmm. I was obsessed with that. Like not for a long time, but like I just like powered through it. It was just it was has a really really satisfying like flow flow as yep. you like build and like get new things and new trees and stuff. Uh, it's not all just farming, but it's farming and building a town. And the characters are fantastic. Um, yeah, Pixel Shire seems really cute. Yeah, so I was hoping Pixel Shire would give me some of that magic of Littlewood, and it, it didn't yet, but uh, I do recommend Littlewood. One Lonely Outpost looks good. Uh, Cornucopia, I never heard about until oh, yeah, this, this week. One, yeah. And it, it kind of has a, a PS1 kind of look, like just the way the sprites look and uh the sort of low polygon count um i've played it like for half an hour so we'll see how it goes but cornucopia looks neat what else am i looking at i'm definitely not scrolling through my steam wish list right now um there's the one no place like home looks really cool i don't know if that one's come up for you but again i'm worried it's another one that's all flash and not oh yeah substance i've vaguely looked at it um it looks like it could be good though Mm-hmm. Well, I forgot to mention on my list too, The Wandering Village. I'm really interested in checking out, but I'm wondering if that one's more like village sim than it is farming I, sim. I think so, yeah. Yeah. What about Dinkum? I keep seeing that one pop up. <laughs> it's like farming, but Australian. <laughs> I've seen that one a little bit. Uh, Root, Roots of Pacha uh, is actually oh, another yeah. one that's, that's... That one looks fantastic. I played a demo for that one. Uh, that one actually was playing really well for a game that... Apparently, it's coming out in April. We'll see. It's like a but, Stone uh, Age kind of sim one sort of thing. Yeah, a little bit. I'm thinking of uh-huh. yeah. So that that at least ticks the box of like a different setting than we're used to mm-hmm. a little bit. So. Yeah, I like it. So I don't know. I think that's that's all I have right now in terms of like specific games. Oh, Moonshell Island. I'm not sure where that one is. I haven't seen an update on that in a long time. Oh man, here's anyway, a, there's a space lot. one that came up. Light your frontier if you want to farm, but in a mech. That seems pretty dope. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, that just came across. I was like, this is the farming sim for Pete. Leave it. There's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> that seems pretty cool. I mean, yeah, there's so many. Like, there's definitely been a huge, not resurgence, but, like, influx of everyone trying to get in on the genre now. Oh, yeah. I think one thing, this is something, like, I don't think it's a major a major complaint I have with a lot of them, and, and this includes Stardew, but... A friend of mine said something so many years ago, and I I can't get it out of my head now. Where she was like, you know, and she loves she loves Stardew as much as me. I mean, we'll we'll talk about like just advanced, like oh yeah, like we're look how efficient our farm is. Like we're really, yeah, we just are both really into it. And she said something that's like it doesn't stop either of us from playing, but it's like the relationships in like all of these, just about all of these games. You know, the way they work are basically based on gifts. Like you get someone to mm-hmm. like you by giving yeah. them gifts, and there's like there's some dialogue, but like mostly it's about giving items. And she's like, you know, we haven't figured out like what the solution is. Like, how do you how do you reformat? Do you make it based on dialogue and yeah. you know, dialogue trees? Stardew but, yeah, has to make some dialogue choices, but yeah, it does. 
It does. And uh, it, look, it that's makes fine. you feel it, awkward when you do it. I know. It, like, oh, it's like, I'm going to piss off. It's still a game, so like it's fine. Like you know, yeah. the the item thing is like just a way to make make it a, a gameplay element. But I I would like to see another way of doing it. Like yeah, you know, like not an economy of affection for games. Yeah, because like so you know, if like when you if you really think about it literally, like it's it's like can you imagine like if you're like you know Greg, like would you have won your wife over if you just you know made sure to talk to her a little bit every day and gave her the same thing? Like at least twice a week, and like, hey, here's that one thing you like. Like, that wouldn't get so you very far. So we have far. a whole room that is dedicated to every tome of Shakespeare's collected works I've given her. Um, <laughs> it eventually did win her over, but it took about four hundred tomes. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I'd say that's one thing. Potion Permit kind of did okay. Like the the relationship system system wasn't completely based on gift giving. It was all about interaction and. The events and stuff that's true uh, and there was a few choices like i thought that was nice but again the payoff was so disappointing well it wasn't consistent there wasn't a progression i mean there was yeah. a in little some bit cases in, in, once you got the friendship up high enough but yeah and then once you committed to them you just all, all that changed was you get to go on a date which was just a little cutscene, and it did nothing to further anything you didn't reveal more of the character or like it just, mm-hmm. That was it. That's all you got. You didn't even get to marry them. You just were committed, apparently. But uh, you could also commit to other people. Like, it didn't preclude you from going out and dating others if you wanted. What does the word commit mean, nice. game? <laughs> right? Which, fine, sure. Do You do you. That's up to you, I guess. But, like, it was. it just felt like there was nothing to it after the fact. It was just kind of like, a, oh, yeah, I guess this. <laughs> yeah. But I get what you're saying. I think that would be really nice to see that implemented more and or find a happy marriage of the two or something. Right. I'm sure it could be done. I mean, obviously, if it's if it's something like based on dialogue and choices and you know s- numbers that are like tracked yeah. in the background of like you know yeah, I mean, obviously it's a complicated thing, but I would like it. It is. I want to. Wanna... Dynamics. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Haley. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, like, have a dynamic system based off of uh, the five love languages, and you have to figure out what the language is. <laughs> this okay. That's you, funny. Because yeah, I was going to come was, help on their farm. I was going to make a similar joke and be like, yes, let's let's get the Gottman happiness, happy couple research involved here and say, you have to respond positively to their bids for attention in four out of five <laughs> instances. And then once you get that ratio, I know that's not the correct ratio off the top of my head i know you're supposed to respond to bids a lot but i don't okay. remember exactly how much i get what you're going for though. yeah <laughs> okay yeah That'd see there's great. ways there's ways to do it because which is really easy for us to talk about because we don't have to program these things but no it's true but uh, instead of just throwing like egg no <laughs> no bug no gold you like gold okay great <laughs> yep rabbit's foot which actually in Stardew is a yes for every single person except, except one. one. <laughs> yes, the one person who hates cruelty to animals. But but to be inf- yeah. to be fair, rabbits in Stardew randomly shed, shed their feet and are fine. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. You, Amazing. You, you know, chicken, chickens them. lay eggs. Like every every animal gives you some kind of item. Ducks give you feathers. Uh, apparently, rabbits just shed a foot and regrow it usually they give you okay. some sort of like wool type stuff that you can <laughs> spin but occasionally they'll drop a foot 
Yeah. One thing I will ask: What's your favorite animal of any game? Because I mean, I, I did like that they added like Angora rabbits to like the the latest uh, Story of Seasons reboot. Oh no, that's oh, adorable. Yeah, yeah, you know it's what? In Friends of Mineral Town. That's that's one thing I I love Stardew. It has I think compared to like modern Story of Seasons games, a rel- relatively small selection of animals because yep. they've been going wild with the animal selections you can get in those games now. I do like the blue chickens though. Blue chickens are great. Oh yeah. Huh. I do like. I mean, I like me a Buffamoo just because of the name. Buffamoo's okay from uh, from Rune Factory. Yeah. Aww. Okay. Yeah. Dom, what do you like? What's your animal go to? Animal go to? I haven't really thought about that too much recently. Um, <laughs> hmm. I do like that you can keep ducks. That's a slightly rarer one. Yeah. That is neat. Yeah, because I always go for chickens first in Harvest Moon because they're really accessible and easy to propagate. Whereas like. Cows are a bit more of an investment in time, same with sheep, before you get any payoff. So I kind of leave them to late game. Dom likes fish. <laughs> oh, that's true. I do enjoy fish. <laughs> and I make sure everyone around me enjoy the fish that I fish. There you go. That's what Dom needs. He needs a, you do have an aquarium in your house <laughs> in like a future uh, farming sim. Hmm. There you go. Stardew has fish ponds now, though. Which yeah, is cool. and aquariums. Well, and aquariums, but the fish ponds, you actually interact with the fish oh, and cool. like they ask, they, they talk for some reason and they'll be like, Hey, <laughs> you know, it'd be really nice if we had a piece of quartz in here. And you're like, okay, waker. here you go. <laughs> Hi, Fry, give me quartz. Yep. Yep. So hilarious. All right. Well, again, uh, I could, I could really just keep talking about these for a long time, but mm-hmm. eventually yes. I have to actually stop talking about them and then go play them. And I'm not just saying that because Steam Next Fest ends tomorrow and I have like six more demos <laughs> to at least try out. But And there's so much time to invest in your farms. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Uh, thank you so much, like all of you. Like this has been a really fun discussion. Like for the most part, it overlaps with RPGs. Like a lot of these overlap enough, especially when you get into Stardew or Rune Factory where there is like actual RPG elements in combat. Yeah. Not just the sim elements. And Harvestella. Like it's clearly a thing that some developers are starting to put in more and maybe we'll have to differentiate a bit more in the site, but Well, and there's always been the Atelier series. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Which is a little bit of a Well no, it's a sim that that it's goes, a sim. It's a sim, but it's it's more like the crafting side of it. Yep. Which yeah. maybe that's Social a future retro stuff. encounter. You can talk about potion craft, and I can talk about whatever that one was I just played last night about crafting potions. Alchemic Cuties coming up too, isn't there? And there's like Little Witch in the Woods looks really cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, there's a ton of those too. I'll host Potion Encounter. Potion Encounter. Yeah. All right. well, okay, we'll talk to Solosi about that. <laughs> that was our our farming encounter episode. Uh, coming up next week. Um, unless something changes, I don't think it will. Uh, next week will be most wanted remasters. Uh, I know the people who were recording that episode were very excited about it, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, I believe that's a hard list to to, to list off. I know. Uh, unless something changed last minute, I believe m- the main panel on that one is the same panel as like uh, RPG remakes, like a few weeks ago. So. Mm. It, it'll so be interesting to see how everyone responded there and how they approached this mm. topic too. Yeah, because remake remaster very different asks. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. So, um, yeah. So most wanted remasters and Persona Four is coming up in a little bit as well on Retro Encounter. So 
if you have feedback on this, if you want to reach out, you want to let us know what you thought, should we do potion encounter in the future or other topics or do you just want slow C to come back and host instead of me? Did uh, we make the right life choices in Stardew? <laughs> what crops do you like? Yeah. What are your favorite crops, animals, and uh, potential partners? <laughs> wow. What? Big list. Laundry list. Yeah. Well, it's all stuff we talked about. It can be whatever Into they it. want. They can, they, can, it. they can choose Abigail. They can choose Krobus. So uh, anyway, for any of that, uh, or maybe something more relevant, you can email the show at retro at rpgfan.com. Um, I'm going to promote our shop, which somehow Solosi always does, and I don't always do in Rhythm Encounter, but RPG Fan does have a shop. So if you are interested in some merchandise, so we have t-shirts and mugs and phone cases. and For parents I, like me, baby onesies. We have baby onesies. Um, and I will say, you know, I'm I'm not just saying this because obviously I would love for people to like to support the site and buy this stuff, but I I did get one of the phone cases many months ago, and it's it's been very nice. It's actually a a really sure. well made phone case because you know, sometimes you get those ones that are like made to order and they don't last that long or the, they the, disintegrate or the prints are cheap. But uh, no, I mean I'm I'm very pleased with it. It's still on my phone. So um, we are going to. I hopefully when this episode is up, um, my goal is to have some 25th anniversary merchandise up in the shop as well, since nice. this year is our anniversary year. So yeah, uh, yeah. congrats to Woo. RPG fan. Good yeah. job. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. So you can go to RPG fan, or if you want to go directly to the shop, you can go to rpgfan.com slash shop. Um, I'm not sure what we're doing anymore for contact information, but uh, we'll see what people say for social media. Uh, if you would like to reach me specifically, uh, you can reach me. The best way is at Mike at RPGFan.com. Uh, what's the best way for people to reach you, Dom? Uh, for me, I'm usually hanging around on Discord as DH Kenny, And you can message me or just at me in the RPG fan channel. Okay. Uh, how about you, Greg? Uh, I think, I mean, I'm at Greg Dalmage most places on the internet, and you can search Greg Dalmage and find me in places, but uh, I'm probably the most active these days on Instagram at Greg Dalmage. Wow. Do I follow you there? I think I do. I think so. I think we, I think I do, but you know, not too long back. The this algorithm, the algorithm yes. doesn't always show you. So like, I'm like, are you posting yeah. there that much? Cause I'm, I'm not seeing it a lot. I haven't a lot lately because baby. Oh <laughs> so yeah. I've that been would more it. involved and we also decided not to post baby photos online. So mm. it's just uh, most of my photos have been of my baby. So I yep. just, I don't have much to share these days, but I I do need to do some more self promotion of shows and things I've been doing and been on and stuff. So yeah, know, if go check me out in Firefly Lane. I got the hit on Catherine Heigl, so that was cool. That is like some of my favorite like three seconds of television I've seen this year. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> I appreciate it. The, the slide in on the bar. Was I was just fun. like, this is this character is completely completely removed from who you are, and it was just so fun <laughs> to see. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Acting. Yes. How about you, Hillary? Um not not shows you've been in with Katherine Heigel, but how can people Yeah, that? sadly that number zero. Okay. <laughs> you were in twenty one dresses? <laughs> <laughs> Surprise. Uh, it was me all along. <laughs> were you a background character in Roswell? Yes. It was an extra. Uh, girl drinking coffee. <laughs> yep. Nail it. Yeah, I would nail that role. Um, you would. <laughs> anyway, 
Um, I've made it a point to start checking my RPG fan email uh, more often. So I'm going to give that. It's Hillary with one L, H-I-L-A-R-Y, A at RPGfan.com. Hillary A. Mm-hmm. Okay. A, the letter A, not E-H-A. Not spoken the Canadian way. Not the Canadian way. Hmm. E-H-A? E-H. Ah, okay. Yeah. Yes. All right. Maybe that should be edited out. That was terrible. <laughs> all right. So, yes. We're all can... skeptical of your name. Hillary. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> That's how you can reach us. Um, if you enjoy this uh, podcast, uh, be sure to check out other podcasts from RPG Fan. We have two other ones. We have Random Encounter that posts every other Monday. I hear uh, that Jono guy is pretty great. Yeah. Jono is fantastic. So, Jono hosts that one and edits yeah. it along with editing our other show because he does a lot of work, but yeah, random encounter, random encounter is about, you know, reviews and features and other current goings on in the RPG scene. Um, And every other Monday between that one is rhythm encounter. That is my podcast. Not that I host every single one, but I, whatever, it's my show. I feel I have a sense of ownership. Um, Thanks for bringing it back. Yeah. So um, recently we did an episode about the Xeno series. So there's almost every game, almost every Xeno game appeared on that episode in at least one form or another. Oh, that's impressive. So that was very fun. Um, and our next episode coming up after this one, as long as everything goes according to schedule, will be an episode on the Like a Dragon series music. And I know everyone on that episode is very excited to record mm-hmm. that one. So, yeah, so check out Random Encounter and Rhythm Encounter. You can find RPG Fan on most social media at RPGFan.com. Um, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we're on Twitch. Of course, our website is RPGFan.com. So we, we try to be all over the place. Uh, if you enjoyed this, like definitely leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Uh, we would appreciate that. That's a good way of supporting the show and you know just helping us get out there and reach more people. Um, And if you don't want to do that, well, then share it with your friend or share it with your mom or something. You never know. So we do bleep swearing. So we're family friendly. We are family friendly. So I guess, I guess this last note about introducing a bonus music track doesn't need to be here. I definitely didn't copy my notes from rhythm encounter. So uh, (laughs) yeah, there we go. Bonus farming game. Go. Bonus farming (laughs) game. Littlewood, the one I didn't talk about enough. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Hey. All right. Well, Stick there we around go. for a whole bonus episode right after. <laughs> Littlewood encounter. Happy this was trails. a lot of fun. Happy trails. I don't think I'm allowed to do Solosi's sign off, so I will not. So yes. We're, we are going to go off with happy trails. Happy trails, folks. Mm-hmm.